I don't know. I think we should talk about Ska a little bit more. <laughs> if one of us dies right now, they'd autopsy us with a scalpel. It'd be all upstrokes. <laughs> hey, what do you call what do you call an insect that has a checkered pattern on it? I don't know what you'd call it, but it definitely would have a proscoscus. For for tonight's episode, can we just like really focus and reach for the sky? And if they drop that scalpel on the ground, the doctor will have to bend over and pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Welcome to my ASMR recap on the last episode of Quid Pro Roll. The group got into some pretty deep familial backstories. Alita found a letter about her father and maybe even a brother. Now let's see what the group is getting up to this day. You all wake up in your respective spaces within the Glade of the Nymphs after having spoken to Alden, been fed, and rested. You wake up to the sound of bird song and to filtered green light coming through the leaves of the trees. Everything is peaceful and calm. Even the nymphs and dryads outside don't make enough noise for it to be considered bustle though looking out your window would reveal that many people are already outside and sort of doing their daily everything. You feel a sense of calm, of peace here, and weirdly refreshed in a way that you haven't been in a while. Man, it sure is peaceful here and quiet. I want some coffee. Where is the coffee? Are you asking Johannes or Alita or a random passerby? Uh, I don't know. Wondering idly to no one in particular. There is no coffee in the Glade of the Nymphs. I would think the Glade of the Nymphs is one of those places where they serve rooibos or something like that. I mean, you can get tea, but most of it's going to be herbal. There aren't a whole lot of caffeinated plants that grow in this area. That's cool. As long as it's not rooibos, that's great. Because rooibos is garbage. <laughs> God, if we're going to get so much, the tea fandom is going to come for you, Brandon. I don't care. I'm sticking by this. It's garbage. It's like drinking. It's like drinking dirt and wood. I like Rubo's tea. So uh, have at you, sir. You're garbage. I like like dirt and wood. I can exclusively drink non-caffeinated teas. So I'll take your word for it. Uh, Is there any breakfast ham or crepes? There is no breakfast prepared for you guys. However, if you go, if you step outside, you can see that many of the trees are fruit bearing and you see people just kind of walking by and picking fruit and munching on it as they go about their days. What kinds of fruit? Quick question. Are these short people or sorry, short trees and tall people? Wait, no. Oh, shoot. I messed this up. (laughs) 
Are these tall people and short trees? Short trees and tall people? Are these tall pe- people very tall or are the trees really short? Fruit-bearing <laughs> trees are usually pretty short. Short um, trees. The trees are the trees are tall. The trees are tall, but the people are actually the giraffe version of loxodons. People. Or as Alita has demonstrated, they all have nature powers and can just ask the tree to drop some fruit for them. Maybe they're maybe they're bull mancying the trees. What kind of fruit is it? I missed the answer to that one. Peaches. Peaches. Okay. Though that is only part of one of the trees. Were they? Do they come in a can? Were they put there by a man <laughs> in a Are factory they? in the Glade of the Nymphs? All right, I fill my cowboy hat full of peaches. However, as you start pulling peaches from the tree, you notice that there are branches off of this same trunk that carry other fruits. It looks like this tree carries apples, peaches, oranges, cherries, all on the same tree. Apples and oranges are usually mortal enemies. This is a pretty special occasion, Brandon. Hmm. Are there any bananas? There are no bananas. Um, for personal reasons, I don't want bananas to exist in Varian. Wow. You're personally Harsh. depriving a lot of people of the needed potassium. I am allergic to bananas, so let me live in Varian the way I want. Are there potassium pills in Varian? There are other foods with potassium in them. Oh my gosh, Plantains? I'm going to have so many Oh, I have so many muscle cramps I need potassium <laughs> boat, please Ah, fine I'll, I'll find something, there has to be some sort of oblonged fruit here Oh look, a bush of berries And also yogurt Berries and cream I'm a little lad who likes berries and cream You know, genetically, bananas are berries Oh look, this one's really long And yellow, huzzah This probably will help me with my muscle cramps it's a plantain. I love plantains. I am also allergic to those. <laughs> Gabe also said that you can get potassium from papaya. I think he also wants papaya to be on this miraculous multi-fruit tree. I mean, Man, pa- this tree has, first off, like 327 different colors, which is way more than I've ever seen in any coloring kit. And second off, just as many types of fruit. Everything this tree is multi-class more times than I have. Oh, speaking of which, you guys leveled up last session. What did Boat take? Uh, it was a very complicated and deliberative process where I meditated for a few days trying to decide what the best course of action would be. This is a one-word answer. For Boat's growth as a character. This, this right, is a one-word right. answer. Why is it taking this long? Ultimately... He looked within himself and realized Mm -hmm. that to really do honor to his father and the life that his father brought him up in, he needed to further his monastic studies. So he took a level in monk. So now I have one level in bard, one level in barbarian, and two levels in monk. All right, so all of you find yourselves in the Glade of the Nymphs. Alita has told all of you that she wants to spend a day or two here before she se- you guys set out on your next on your next part of the mission. Good thinking, buddy. We're going to need to fill up on fuel before we're going to face the scary fairy again. Fill up on fuel before we face the fairy. Precisely. Koza? So Koza is going to... He started to gather some fruit, but I think he's gotten distracted 
poking around in some rotted fruit that had fallen down. Um, where I'm sure there's some odd molds growing. He's just really fascinated by the molds right now. Yeah, you know, some Glade of the Nymph molds. Never seen any pristine. I'm sure they're quite magical. <laughs> Actually, yes. Many of the molds that grow on the trees in the area near the Glade of the Nymphs are going to be those step-looking molds that you see on the sides of trees. However, Shucks. they are going to be almost galactic in their coloring. Yeah, so um, Koza is eating a breakfast of fruit while he sketches these um, strange galactic looking molds and funguses. Johannes? I'm sketching Koza sketching these uh, mushrooms while he eats some fruit, while I eat some berries and cream. Paint me like your French mushrooms. Solinar? Um, I think Solinar is going to just like have a couple of fruit because he doesn't want to weigh himself down. Um, and then do some stretches to limber up. Is there anything that you guys want to do to prep in the in the, your next two days for the journey ahead? Do you guys need to pick up anything? Do you need to resupply? Do you need to... Ooh. Well, I know before we headed out in the morning, Johannes was talking about heading to the alchemy shop, and Koza was talking about heading upstream, see if he could find anything interesting. And Boat and I were going to go see about... Uh, dealing with the scary fairy and whether or not that was a situation. Yeah, did anything come of me exploring upstream and around the glade? You come across a small stone. You don't want to say cave because it's very, very small. You can't get anything more than your arm through it. But you feel some kind of call to it. Though at the moment, it doesn't seem possible for you to get inside. Oh my gosh, it's adventure. Wait, so is this... So let's say, so I found that yesterday and I came back. So now, is it after breakfast now? Or is this all the same day? Yeah. It's the same day right now. Okay. Um, I've done a little sketching while I ate breakfast. And now I'm thinking this weird hole has been on my mind. And where, where's... So the rest part... It, um, Johannes is there, right? I've been sketching. Yes. Uh... Johannes, um, I think we may need more food for the, the upcoming journey. Can you take care of that? I, I have something I want to go look at. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I am a fairly competent shopper, as they say. Uh, what, what kind of food do we need? Um, what kind of food do you like, Johannes? I'm sure you can come up with all sorts of tasty things we can eat on our journey. Oranges. That's one. Every now and again, you know, if it's a particular delicacy, big fan of sunflower seeds. Okay, oranges and sunflower seeds, that's two. Is there anything else we need? Are any of the other party members around right now? I mean, pretty much all of you are together right now, except Alita. Uh, Solinar? Um. Yes? Oh, um, um, what about you? Maybe you can help Johannes find food for our trip i bet they've got really good dried fruit that's that's probably a good idea because that's gonna if not i've got plenty of towels we can always dry it well it's 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 more involved than that because you have to like you have to put it on a rack and then it's almost like drying meat but with fruit i have an idea that could maybe meet us halfway on this we got all this fruit why don't we make some turnovers and uh like handheld pies and things they'll keep for a few days so while this conversation has started, I'm going to start backing away. <laughs> well, I don't know that 
like pies are necessarily what we need to be thinking about for like trail rations boat. I mean, they're, they're a nice treat on occasion, but they're not exactly the healthiest option. I rolled, uh, I rolled perception to see if I could catch Koza sneaking away. I rolled a nat 20. I'm not really sneaking. I'm just obviously trying to back out of this conversation. Koza, do you have any good mushroom pie recipes for us? Uh, um, well, um, I, I actually... Like a pot pie or something? Some, like a turnover? Uh, but, um, well, I do agree that a, um, a pastries aren't the best for traveling. They don't pack very well. Well, and then the crust oh. goes stale before anything else does, and you've got this, like, super stale crust, but you've got perfectly edible food in the Wrap middle Wrap it in it. leaves. That keeps the freshness in. Okay, I, I love stale crusts because it's so crunchy. It wakes you up instantly. I'm sure. As you, as you all are having this conversation, Alita, dressed very differently from what you are used to, yet still wearing her mask, shows up with a armful of uh, leather sachets that are about the so- a little bit bigger than a baseball. She tosses each one of you one of the sachets. You may add it to your inventory. Kozo was look- it, wasn't looking. Whenever, so it's gonna smack him in the face. Yeah, thanks. I just didn't throw that in. Uh, inside each of them is going to be a trail mix. Oh, I didn't even think of nuts. Okay, quick question. Um, what's in this trail mix? It's going to be raisins, peanuts, a couple of unidentifiable, tre- unidentifiable tree nuts. Boat's allergic to peanuts. Oh my god, Alita, you're killing him! Not only peanuts, but also many other tree nuts. It's okay, buddy. I'll eat yours. <laughs> um, thanks, question mark. <laughs> oh, sorry, Boat. I can look into it and see what else I can find. Give me a bag of meat. Well, that'll be fine. That's going to be really hard to find in the glade. Give me a bag of vegetables and fruit, then. There we go. That will make more sense. But that's kind of harder to travel with, isn't it? I'll be fine. Don't worry about old Boat none. Oh, look, these ones travel really well. Look, they come in bunches. Are, are, you, are you handing him grapes? Is no. Is that what you're handing him? It's a whole bunch of bananas. Nope. If you live in the rainforest, you get a banana to watch your kids when you're at work. It's important. I, I, maybe, is this going to be enough food for our journey? Um, if you guys could figure this out, there, there's something I wanted to go look at that I found yesterday. I'm going to see if any of the nymphs or dryads or anybody around here has figured out fruit drying. But maybe we should be on the lookout for the scary fairy boat, because I don't I don't want it to be a surprise rematch. Not after not after what what's the name of a town that's like super westerly? I have a map, don't I? You you do have a map Uh, that's super westerly. Um, Brown's retreat. I don't want this to be like Brown's Retreat all over again. Sounds like a battle. <laughs> uh, Solonar turns to Johannes. That's right, you weren't there. So it's, listen, there's this guy that Boat defeated on a tour like three or four years ago. And Boring, right- I'm going to the store. Which store? Also, now I really want trail mix, guys. This is rude as hell. Which store, Johannes? This one over here, it says, uh... Rude service and don't wear your shirt. <laughs> are, are you trying to get into the pharmacy again? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So you open the, the door to the in-tree pharmacy. A happy little bell 
uh, tinkles as you open the door. And you find yourself within the pharmacy. I'm I'm waiting for you. Is it is it are there things on the walls? There are shell so it looks like the vast majority of what you can buy is behind the counter. Um, it's different jars and bottles and small boxes of various ingredients and potions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johannes is just looking at each one and kind of nodding. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, no, not quite what I'm looking for. Mm. Can I help you? I'm trying to find something that uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to run into many different types of perfume during my journey, but I recently found myself displaced from my most, um, you know, my my most trusted scent. So I'm just trying to look and see what you know, find a new one, find a good new direction to go. I feel. Um, like I just, uh, you know, I'm just not as fresh as I used to be. Okay, so what are you looking for in, like, a smell? Hmm, well, you know, I've always liked things that, uh, kind of, kind of sneak up on you, like a mint or a eucalyptus, but I also... Yeah, my first thought of eucalyptus is, what a subtle smell! (laughs) Super not the most overpowering scent in the history of time. But I also am a big fan of something that is like floral. Uh, It tends to be where I go. Of course, your classics like lavender and beeswax have been kind of staples for the Johannes uh, repertoire for a long time. But, you know, I really do feel like I'm turning over a new leaf um, right now. And I just, I feel like uh, such a, transformative era in, in my life needs to be marked by a transformative smell. Uh, okay, so I have this one, and she takes a wooden bottle with a wax stopper and sets it on the on the counter. When she pulls the stopper out, the smell of vanilla, lavender, and cinnamon begins sort of wafting through the room. Wow, abrasive. Hits you right in the face, just like a Boat morning ham slap. I'm s- a what? Yeah, if you don't get out of the bed fast enough, Boat takes his breakfast ham and he'll slap you across the face. That's a new finishing move. The ham slap. The breakfast morning yeah. ham slap. He says it teaches you <laughs> personal discipline and character. It's the best part of waking up. The morning breakfast ham slap sounds like something you'd Google on Urban Dictionary. If you did, you'd see Boat and he'd say, Wake up. You're Two minutes late. Maybe something not quite this abrasive. I think I'm moving into a more pacifistic role. Okay. Uh, so did you want something more floral? Did you want something less floral? Hmm. Let's go, let's go more, and then we'll kind of feel it out from there. This one, pretty complicated scent, and I'm, you know, as much as I like to think of myself as a complicated man, I... I have to admit to myself that really, I'm a bare bones kind of guy. So as the uh, as the nymph attending to Johannes's perfume needs begins to shuffle through her cabinets, we're going to go to Koza. Yes. Who is about to go investigate the suspicious hole again. Um, uh, I'm going to go look at something that I, I found yesterday. I'll be back soon unless did one of you all want to come? I can go with you if you need. I know you're not familiar with this area. Yeah, okay, f- uh, follow me. Uh, smash okay. cut to where I'm looking at a small hole in the ground. 
smash cut. So the hole is going to be, like I said, it's like a small stone cave. You can definitely feel sort of a damp wind breezing out from it. It feels very cool, but you can't, it's very dark and you can't really see into it very far. See, it doesn't it call to you? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a rabbit warren, I think. Wait, I... but you don't feel like you need to to explore it? It's not calling I can't... to you? I couldn't fit my leg in there. I don't know how you would... Oh, right, you turn into things. Oh, yeah, at that moment, I had just turned into a weasel. All right. Uh, the weasel is... The, the weasel form of Koza is much, much, much better suited to explore this small stone cave. Um, as you scamper inside, the walls, if they could be called so... Uh, light up with a bioluminescent lichen guiding you down until you reach an opening that's circular. Around in the center of this room is a moss-covered stone on top of which lies a single skull, its mouth agape, wearing a crown. Surrounding this rock are small I don't want to say withered because they're not, but they're very wrinkled and shriveled mushrooms, each holding a tiny spear. Inquisitive ferret look. The mushrooms that surround this stone come to life and cross their spears in front of the stone. Wait, I forget. Can I talk as a in my animal form? Nope. No, but we not, can hear your thoughts narratively. Mm, I don't think idea. you can speak common, but you might be able to speak ferret. Um, squeak, squeak, squeaker, <laughs> squeak, squeakity. Uh, Koza gives a, a sort of inquisitive look at this and tries to wave. The small guardian mushrooms do not respond and they do not move from their space where they've crossed all of their spears. How big are they compared to me? Um, they are, if you are standing on all of your fours, they reach uh, about your same height. Okay. If you stand on your little back feet, they are significantly shorter than you. And how big is this space again? Uh, the space itself is around, it's probably maybe two, three feet. High, it's probably about six. Oh. Eat them. So eat them all. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna switch back into uh, my human form. Okie dokie. Uh the space suddenly feels raucously claustrophobic because you're essentially standing in a closet. Uh with a big stone with a human skull with a crown on it and a bunch of guardian mushrooms that are now significantly less intimidating. Um uh, uh hello? Uh, that voice seems to be coming from the skull. Uh, um, I, I guess so. Um, this is quite unusual. It is wonderful to finally meet you. I'm afraid I don't know how you know me. Well, you are a friend to our people, are you not? Well, um... The dead people! <laughs> Do I see exactly where the voice is coming from? 
Again, inside the skull. To be clear, does it look like the skull is talking? Or? The, the jaw doesn't move up and down or anything, if that's what you're thinking. Uh, the voice seems to be coming from a source inside the skull itself. I'm, I'm afraid, um, I, I, I assume by um, your people, you're not, you're, you're not the skull, but um, the mushrooms? Yes. Uh, one moment, please. A small, tiny mushroom figure sidles up to the bottom jawline of the skull. The cap upon her head is so large, she must physically hold it up out of her face to speak with you. She is no bigger than a human thumb. And she looks up at you and her voice rings out clearly. I am the Queen of Spores, Master of all fungus. Oh. Oh. Um. I didn't... You are speechless in my presence, and that I understand. Yes. I didn't think there was a, um, a, what did you call yourself again? The Queen of Spores. You may speak freely in my presence. I didn't think there was a, a, a Queen of Spores, a, a, a Lordship of Spores? My kingdom covers not just Virion, but the entire world. We understand each other. There is... A network of sorts. What I know, so too does all of my kingdom. I want to just, there's a, a brief flashback to a bunch of embarrassing things that have happened near mushrooms. In front of mushrooms. Because <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the mushrooms watch eternally. There's, there's like one scene where Koza is trying to like wash mud off his boots, but he keeps falling into the river and it pans over slightly, and there's just, like, a huge ring of mushrooms just watching. There's one scene where Koza is running from out of court, and he runs into the woods, and he goes over to some mushrooms, and he's like, oh, man, you're my only friends, the only people who I can tell all of my deepest and darkest secrets to. And he's like, and he goes, and you see him cup his hand and get really, really close to the mushrooms, and... He's like, he's like, I missed the toilet when I peed this morning. But you can't ever tell anybody, so no one will ever know. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where um, Kosa, he went to buy something at an apothecary and there's some like mushrooms on the table. And he just did that terrible thing where you're like, where the person's like, enjoy, and you say back to them, you too. <laughs> Koza is just having war flashbacks in front of this tiny mushroom creature. <laughs> so Koza like, like immediately tries to turn around, but just like immediately walks into the wall because it's just this vertical like closet shaped oh. face. <laughs> Be not afraid, valiant knight of spores. Uh, um, knight of spores, I, I feel like that might be a bit, um, a, a bit much... Uh, of a description for me? You have been very... How do I adequately say? We have been watching you with interest for some time, Koza. We understand that you are traveling with the people who are prophesied to bring the metallic dragons back to the world. Koza's face is turning very red right now. So red that it shows up in the weird bioluminescent light. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's having an allergic reaction. <laughs> he's allergic to mushrooms. No, he just never let you oh, know. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, don't do that to him. Uh, 
it, it is true I, I'm hiding or not um that I'm uh, traveling with the the um, friends trying to to help the the metallic dragons uh but what 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 role do you have in this bringing balance to the world is all the natural forces wish we are no exception oh well that does make sense we exist to bring life back to death yet there is so much now that we are no longer the force of balance we once were and for that we need my knights are unable to effectively battle the dragons. But I see great promise in you, Koza. And I believe that you could help us. Oh, I, I hope your, your, your hopes aren't misplaced. I'm just on, on a journey to document mushrooms and fungus. And that is why we have been able to observe you so closely. Everything my kingdom sees, so do I. And everything my kingdom knows, they know as well. As we see, as we know. So, And that is why you have been chosen as my representative knight for this journey. I, I, I mean no disrespect, but um, I feel like this might be a poor choice. I do not. And I am much older than you. Uh, how old? We have been around as long as corpses and decay. We have been around as long as leaves have fallen from trees and rain has fallen upon the earth. Oh, that's very old. That is, that's very old. I look good for my age, I think. You are a very interesting looking mushroom. I will say, you should not let your concern or your cowardice blind you to your greater calling. I will say, don't just like wuss out on this man, like, you know. <laughs> Allow me to grant you a weapon worthy of my might. And out of the ground sprouts a staff that, while not looking like a moss pole, is covered in fungus and mushrooms, except for the one part where you are to grab it. Okay. For the sake of like what it will do and what you can do, it is effectively a modified staff of the woodlands. However, its tree form is instead a pouch of is a sprouting of fungus. Um, so Koza takes this staff. It does require attunement, just so you know. Okay. So what do you ask of me now that you've given me this gift? I ask of you nothing more than to continue this journey with the guardians of the dragons. Okay. Um, I, I feel that somewhat vague. I... How, how they have a mission to see through, and I believe that you will be quite a help to them. All I ask is that you continue doing what you have begun. Okay, I, I think I can do that. There's kind of like a little bit of silence as he's just standing there, and there's a really small closet-shaped cave. That smells very damp yeah. and fungusy. Um, with the staff, since it just grew, it's like stuck like a coat hanger. So, was there anything else? You still seem unsure of this mission. Well, I, I uh, some of that, but also, um, 
I, I'm not really sure how to leave without this being kind of um, awkward. You know, like, uh, I'll just have to turn back into a, to a weasel and uh, I won't be able to say goodbye. I understand completely. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, one more thing. It will be there outside of this place. Okay, um, I guess I'll go see it? Be well, Valiant Knight. And know I am always with you. Oh, okay. Always watching. Always <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, she sees you when you're sleeping. You're never alone. She We're knows when you're awake. We're like, guys, can I take the warlock path of the fungus queen? Because <laughs> turn- The fung queen. <laughs> the queen of spores. Koza turns back into a weasel. Scampers out. Yep. Gives a wave. As you Koza bows as a, a um as a weasel. And that is and delightful. Scampers out. Yep. Um as you come out, you hear Alita squawk, essentially. Uh there's no better there's no better word for the sound of immediate startle and mild alarm. Uh, <laughs> uh more like a <laughs> um the reason that she is having this response is out of the ground next to her is a cat-sized mushroom with no face, no arms, but two stubby little legs. And it goes, wow. <laughs> it makes no sound. It just is repeatedly walking and bumping into Alita's legs. Um, so Koza crawls out of the hole and sees this and then turns back into a human. And it's like, oh, oh, this must be, must be it. Must be what? Well, um... Alina's immediately, like, patting her, her hips, trying to find where her mace is. She does not currently have it. Uh, Koza scoops up this um, mushroom, big cat-sized mushroom, and holds it, like... It makes no sound. Holds it like a cat. Just a mushroom. It, it, makes, it makes no sound because it is a mushroom. But its little legs don't kick or anything. It just calms down. Well, um... You see, I, I, I think I just met with the, the fungus queen. The what? The fungus queen. The I mean, what? It, it makes a lot of sense. I never had really considered the existence of the fungus queen. But there is definitely an intelligence to, to fungus in our world. With the way that, that funguses and molds are interconnected, of course, there must be what refers to itself as the queen of mushrooms. Queen of spores. Queen of the spores. Phrasing. There we go. I mean, technically, all of them are correct. The Queen of Spores, the Countess of Shroom. She has many titles. She does. She's been around for a very long time. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna speed on past that and ask, what is that? Well, um, she only said that, that it would be waiting for me here to help along the journey. So I think this is a companion to help us on our way. It's, uh... It's a fungus with legs. It is a fungus with legs. I have to say, it's nothing I s expected to see. Yes, because it's a fungus with legs, and no one in their right mind would assume that that is a thing that would just be here. Well, it wasn't just here. It, it, it must have grown while I was in the cave. Uh, um, okay. I, am, I have questions. Uh, I don't know if I want the answers to them. Uh, we should get back to the group, I think. Okay, um, would you like to hold this mushroom? Um, I... To, would you to say hello to our new friend? Um, hello, Mr. Mushroom. I have questions. 
none of them are going to be adequately answered. Let's, you know, you know, I, I think we need, we need Johannes and Boat and Solinar. Okay, um, yes, I, I guess we should introduce them too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alita is going to head back toward the main, the main opening of the glade. Uh, she's going to walk into Solinar and Boat. Johannes has since... So, Johannes, what ultimate scent would you like to purchase for your perfume? So, it goes back into the into the apothecary. And there's like 600 bottles out on all the... All the surface tops are just covered in bottles. There's bottles stacked on bottles. There's some on the floor. There's a few magically floating around. It's, I really need you to make a decision. It smells like one of those department stores that uh, children have, have been running running rampant through the free sample section. And it's just overwhelming. Oh, so a copy of Teen Vogue. Got it. Johannes is standing there just kind of like, how can there be so many scents in the world, but just none of them are, are, none of them are it. I seriously need you to make a decision. Oh, 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 I've got an idea. And he fishes around in his pack and he pulls up the last remnants of like this one, like cactus scent that he came across. Cactus flower. Yeah. And he's like, this, this is it. The one you've had. It was here all along. Do you have anything like this? No, that's a pretty exclusive Ocean Varian scent. Oh. Well, I'll just mail order it. Okay, thank you for your time. She kind of looks dumbstruck and exhausted because that was so much work for no return. No sales were had that day. I have to wonder, how does this nymph, who's, I assume, never left the glade, how does she know what ocean var scents are? An entire ocean away? What's happening here? If she were a good salesperson, she would find an ocean variant for him to to take instead. Really well done. Yeah, she's got a copy of Ocean Var Teen Vogue in the corner. <laughs> uh, actually, there is an answer to that. Woo-hoo! I can't tell you what it is because it's actually kind of spoilery. Aww. But there is an answer to it. Uh, dang it. Oh, well. It is such a, it's such an odd feeling to have, like, an actual answer to some, one of y'all's, like, really dumb questions. So, Johannes goes to the door, but right before he opens it, and he goes, Oh, wait! Supposed to buy some health potions for the party. Okay. What can I do for you? What do you need? How many do you need, and how much? Let's see. One, two... Three. Now I'm asking, like, what kind, like, how much healing do you need each potion to be? Um. Full? Healthy? (laughs) A lot. I cannot explain to you how you should know that I'm talking about. Are you trying to get a basic potion of healing, a potion of greater healing, potion of superior? Like, come on, man. Oh, I thought you were asking for a number. Like, no, I'm much, asking how much healing do you need? Seven, yeah. seven healing, please. How many D4s do you want to roll when you drink this healing potion? The nymph asks. Yeah, right. like I can't, I can't do that. So, uh, I'd like a healthy amount of healing. 
Um, and I'm going to need uh, five of them. Okay. So she's going to give uh, set down uh, healing, uh, basic healing potions, which are going to be uh, 50 GP apiece. Now, hold okay. on a second. I am referencing the actual guide right now. I want to hear nothing. Well, that's, that's but that's incompatible with the economy you've already set up. <laughs> no, no. My, my actual concern is that every time we've talked about the Glade of the Nymphs, you've talked about how they have a super cool, super special economy system where they don't use Alarian gold. Yes, but every time I try to do something with the economy, y'all give me crap for it. So I'm not doing it. But you've already established it's a thing. I am more than happy to use the nymphs trading system. I'm going to tell you, y'all can't keep giving me crap for the economy in Olaria. I've got 12 bullman seed bowls. So she puts the five healing potions down and kind of thinks to herself. She taps on her chin a little bit and she goes, how many memories do you have before you were three? None. Hmm. Let's see. This is a long, this is a long time ago. What about the color of your hair? Um, oh, I know this one. He looks down at his uh, Alarian ID, which he fishes out of his pocket, <laughs> and it says BLO, and he goes, blow. Okay. Have you ever been scarred? Uh, I've got a few. I've got a handful of scars. What is the scar that you won the most valiantly? Um, so... I've got this one right here. It's on, uh, like, right where my hip meets my stomach. See this huge gash? Yeah, I got I that do. I got that one from a rock. So what happened was, is I was um, in a fight to the death. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a champion who was trying to attack me and my friend, who was the rock. Uh, his name was Jimothy, and... We, uh, we were fighting. Jimothy was giving me instructions. Uh, and, and at one point, I was completely blind. So all of my guidance was coming from Jimothy. And through the power of friendship, even blindness was unable to stop uh, our, us from conquering that challenge. But I did dive onto the rock a few times and completely sliced myself open. The healist looked at it and she said, I could heal that to where it doesn't make a scab. Uh, it would take a little bit more energy. And I said, no, leave it. It's a mock of friendship. So you would say that that is your proudest scar? Uh, well, that's just the most recent, which is why I remember it well. The other ones is a little bit fuzzier. It's fine. I'll take that one. Fair trade? Oh, of course, yeah. She scoots the healing potions toward you, and the scar disappears from your body. No! Wow! Look at how it's so pale. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything that, like, can get me, like, a little bit of tan right here? I think our transaction is completed. Have a nice day. Oh my gosh, I just got an armful of potions. I smell like... Every smell that's ever been smelled. <laughs> you can smell Johannes from like 40 feet away from him. Oh, what an unscarring experience. So Johannes walks out of the apothecary with healing potions and one fewer scar to his name. 
That was all important. That was character development. No, it wasn't. <laughs>